Hello, everybody. You are listening to the Anointed and the Appointed podcast with your host, Nathan Gasford. Seems like it's been a while. Seems like it's been a good two or three weeks. You know, those things come around called the holidays, kind of puts you back a little bit. My friends, it is good to be back, and we are going to get back into week five of Winter Bible School, or Faith Foundations. Today, it's going to be Faith in the Christ in You. What? Did he just say me? Yeah, uh uh-huh. Faith in the Christ in You. Need to kick this off with Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. My friends, but one of my favorite subjects to talk about is who you are in Christ. You know, when you find that truth of who you are in him, what you can do in him, what you have in him, you'll realize that all the limitations got taken off, and now it's just simply Christ living in you. But, you know, we need to have faith in the Christ that's in us. We need to stop looking at ourselves as just mere men. That's all we see is the reflection in the mirror, and we see the wrinkles, and we see the failures, and we see the not, you know, the, the, the could-haves and the should-haves but didn't, and all the stuff that we thought we needed to be. But the truth of the matter is, is in Christ, perfection lies within you. Listen to Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. Now, I do put a lot of stuff in the Passion Translation. That's where I get a lot of my stuff. For me, it opened up some something that was just completely, it was missing in my life. And I know it's about words, and I understand there's people out there that are, oh, it wasn't taken from the original, whatever. Here's my thing. Does it bring freedom to me? Yes. Does it encourage me? Yes. And it opens up new words like co-crucified, co-buried, co-resurrected, union, oneness. Well, that's the whole point of Christ in you, you in Christ. And when I saw those words, it did something in me. It opened up revelation in me. So listen to how this says it in Colossians 1.27 of the Passion. Living within you is the Christ. Well, man, you could stop right there and go home. That's enough right there. It says living within you is the Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory. This mystery of Christ embedded within us becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of the glory for his people, and God wants everyone to know it. In other words, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. See, we're living in a time in history, my friends, where people have about tried everything and they're still looking. They're looking to find their purpose, their identity, who they are, what they were born for. Do they have any importance? Well, my friends, the answer to all of this is Jesus. When we look to Jesus, we should be answering and seeing ourselves. See, tonight we're going to take a look, a deep, deep look at Jesus. And when we do that, we'll see ourselves. So we can put faith in the Christ in us and with this faith go and answer the call of the hurting world. Why? So they can see something real and taste of his goodness in us and through us. See, Jesus is the master copy. 
what do you do when you put a paper in the printer and let's just say you hit 50? Well, you have the master copy that's on the printer. It's getting scanned and out of all those 50 copies that come out, every single one of them look identical to the master copy. See, we need to put faith and trust in what Jesus did as showing us what to do and how to get it done. He was the first one. The first one. The Bible says that he was the firstborn among many brethren. See, the enemy will whisper to you, put it off. Get full of the Holy Ghost. Work harder. You're not ready yet. The most spiritual people of the day aren't doing much. So why should you think that you can do anything? What you need is a great wave of the Spirit. Wait for it. Pray harder. Pray about it. But don't be silly enough to think that anything will happen when you step onto the scene. All those are lies from the enemy specifically designed to stop you in your tracks and to do absolutely nothing. He fears you and what you possess, which is just simply Jesus. He fears your true self, your true identity as that son of God, because he knows that you've been made just like him. See, we must believe that we are anointed, that we are enough, that we have what it takes, that the price that was paid was enough, and that the work he accomplished is complete. See, we are his clones made in his image and capable of doing the same work that he did. When will, be, when will we actually believe that? When we see it? No. By daring to just be a believer. See, believe the Bible. Don't get caught up in the mind games of the religious and of the fear of failure. The enemy doesn't want you to see your potential in Christ. The Bible says that immediately when the word is sown, the enemy comes in and he tries to steal the word. If he can steal the word of who you are in Christ and just keep you in the realm of reason and of senses, then he'll beat you every time. But when you find out who you are, that you came from heaven, that you're living out of heaven, Jesus said, man, I, the, son of, the son of man who is in heaven that came from heaven, but that's in heaven right now. Well, wait, Nicodemus. Nicodemus said, wait, Jesus, what are you talking about here? I don't get it. How are you in heaven right now and came from heaven when you're standing before me? But see, Jesus knew who he was. He knew where he was sent from, but he knew what he was currently operating out of. That was heaven. My friends, we've been born out of heaven. The Bible says that we were translated out of the kingdom of darkness and put into the kingdom of his dear son. See, always remember this, that when God moves in, you became a move. When you move, God does too. Right now, the Father sees you as lacking absolutely nothing. The day that Jesus moved into our hearts or our spirits, guess what? We became a move of God going somewhere. See, but are we confident and in faith on this truth right here? This truth is here for all of us. Will we believe it and do something with it like he told us to? You know, when we see our potential in Christ, my friends, the dead will be raised, the sick will be healed, and demons will flee from our presence. 
And here's the thing. I can give you my opinion all day, but we can't argue with the word. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, Jesus just simply said, heal the sick and tell them all. God's kingdom has arrived and now within your reach. But why? Because you're the one standing there. See, my friends, when you raise the dead and you heal the sick, you bring the kingdom of righteousness, the kingdom of light all over the kingdom of darkness. See, you're not in the kingdom of darkness anymore. When you were, it was natural for you to replicate your father, Satan. And yes, I said that. We were all there at one time. Jesus even said, you're of your father, the devil. Listen, we're not in that kingdom anymore. We are in the kingdom of light, the kingdom of God. Therefore, the life that is in God is the same life that flows in and out of every born-again believer. See, we need to start putting faith in the words of Jesus. If he told us to do these things, then what he told us to do would produce the very same results as him doing it himself. The Bible does say in Matthew chapter 10, verses seven through eight, he says, Jesus said, as you go, preach this message right here, that heaven's kingdom realm, it is accessible. It's close enough to touch. You must continually bring healing to lepers and to those who are sick and make it your habit to break off the demonic presence from people and raise the dead back to life. Freely you have received the power of the kingdom, so freely keep it to yourselves. Is that what it says? No. It says, so freely release it to others. My friends, listen. Me and you, me and you, you and me, Listen, we, we are as born-again believers, my friends. Listen to this. Listen very, listen very well to this. You have already died. I have already died. Romans chapter 6 talks about, well, what shall, we, what shall we say then? Should we continue in sin that God's grace may abound much more? No. We've already died to sin. So how can we live any longer in it? See, you know, if there's a person out there in the grave and they're dead, you can't put anything on them anymore because they're dead. You and I, we are dead to everything that is of the curse. Everything of the curse, the old sin nature, the sickness, the disease, the poverty, the lack, everything in us at one time has died. It's time that we start seeing ourselves on that cross with Jesus, being beaten and whipped with Jesus, being put into a borrowed cold slab of a tomb of and with Jesus, and on the third day, our eyes couldn't be kept closed. We were raised with Christ, and just as those grave clothes of Jesus were folded up, so were eyes, so were ours right by him. And when that tomb, that, that, that stone was rolled away and Jesus walked out, so did we. But Nathan, that doesn't make sense. I'm living and breathing right now. No, listen to me. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. My old self or my old identity has been co-crucified with Christ and it no longer lives. And now the essence of this new life that you and me are enjoying right now, it's no longer mine. 
For the anointed one lives his life. Through me, we live in union as one. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much that he gave himself for me, dispensing his life into mine. That was the passion. Listen to it in the Mirror Study Bible. So here I am dead and alive at the same time. I'm dead to the old me I was trying to be and alive to the real me, which is Christ in me. Co-crucified, now co-alive. What a glorious entanglement. I was in him in his death. Now I discover that he is infused in me in my life. For the first time, I'm free to be me in my skin, immersed in his faith and our joint sonship. He loves me and believes in me. He is God's gift to me. Now, here's my thing, my friends. When will we believe that Christ is in us and we're in Christ? My friends, when you step over into glory, when you step over into heaven, of course it's going to be there. But why do we have to wait to see to believe when we can just faith, faith it right now? Believe it right now. The, he is now immersed into me, it says. Everything that, it, that he was, that he is, and that he will ever be is now one with me. You cannot be separated. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, this is the mirror study Bible, the way Jesus saw himself is the only valid way to see yourself. Well, my friends, he saw himself as a son. He saw himself being loved by the Father, that God always had his back, that God always heard him. He saw himself as the answer as he stood before the people, no matter how long they've dealt with the sickness or disease, no matter how long they've dealt with it, no matter how loud the demons were screaming, he was the answer. My friends, Christ is in you, so when you walk onto the scene, you are the answer because it's you and Christ together as one. See, Jesus just simply knew that he was a son that loves, anointed, and filled with the power of heaven. He knew where he was sent from and that he was filled with glory. He knew his mission was to tell others and to express his father's heart. See, our place in Christ and Christ in us is to express and to demonstrate his goodness toward people by setting the captives free. We need to preach, teach, and heal the sick. See, if the living Christ, who is the person of resurrection, lives in us, then nothing, and absolutely I mean nothing, that we will ever face has more power than what we carry. You know, the Bible does say in 2 Corinthians 4, 7, talking about that power, it says, we are like common clay jars that carry this glorious treasure within, so that this immeasurable power will be seen as God as God's and not ours. See, this immeasurable power is just simply Christ living his life in us. See, how about we start using our faith, our trust, our belief that Christ lives within us to do what he's always done, teach, preach, heal. He's never changed his character not one time. Now, I like this right here. This Man, this is so good. I don't know if those of you have ever heard of Jim Hockaday, but he taught prayer and healing school at Rama Bible Training Center now Rama Bible um, College, uh, I was able to go from 2003 to 2005, and he was there way before I had went, but he was a man of God, and he was a daring believer, and I like what he said in one of his, bo one of his books. <clears throat> he said, will you dare to take your place and believe yourself to be a gift from heaven? Will you endeavor with all your strength to know who you are in Christ and that you possess living water? 
Will you remain confident that you can give what you have to those who are bound? Will you step forward knowing that you have something to give? What will you believe? What will you obey? There is one in whom from time eternal stands above all, and he waits your decision. Go ahead. You can trust him. I don't know about you, but man, that gets me fired up. That flat gets me fired up. See, we can trust the Christ within us. We can trust that we are in Christ and that we are stepping into everything as the victor. Nothing can stop us except us not doing what he told us and said for us to do. See, if we have Christ and we have his anointing to accomplish what he said, We can put our trust and we can put our faith in the command of healing the sick, raising the dead, and casting out demons and devils and bringing the kingdom right before them. You know, the Bible does say in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 20, Jesus said, and as he he said to them, as you go into the world, I want you to preach openly the wonderful news of the gospel to the entire human race. Whoever believes the good news and is baptized, it will be saved. And whoever does not believe the good news, they will be condemned. And these miracle signs will accompany those who believe. Well, my friends, are you a believer? And I don't want to hear, well, I hope so. Well, I'm trying to be. No, either you are or you're not. Because if you're born again, you're a believer because it took you belief to get born again says these miracle signs will follow and company those who believe they will drive out demons in the power of my name they will speak in tongues they will be supernaturally protected from snakes and from drinking anything poisonous they will lay the hands upon the sick and heal them and after saying these things listen to this says that jesus was lifted up into heaven and set down at the place of honor at the right hand of god here it is and the apostles or the believers went out announcing the good news everywhere as the Lord himself consistently worked with them, validating the message they preached with miracle signs that accompanied them. My friends, the reason he is validating the message preached today is because he's living big within you and within me. What about Matthew 10, 1? Jesus gathered his 12 disciples and imparted them authority to cast out demons and to heal every sickness and every disease. See, are you starting to get get what I'm saying? It's Christ in you, and it's you in Christ. I mean, we have what it takes. I mean, we, 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 we do. John 1, 16. And from the overflow of his fullness, we've received grace heaped upon more grace. What is Jesus full of? My friends, he's full of resurrection, life, glory, anointing, the life of God, and on and on we go, but you're one with him. So whatever Jesus is full of, so are you. So are you. 1 John 4, 17, listen to this. By living in God, love has been brought to its full expression in us so that we may fearlessly face the day of judgment. Why? Because all that Jesus now is, so are we in this world. Doesn't say when you get to heaven. Oh, when we get to heaven, everything will be revealed. Well, it's supposed to be revealed in you now. And it has been Christ in you. No longer a mystery. My friends, I encourage you, don't wait till you get to heaven to find out these truths when God wants us to know about them right now. He wants us to know about them right now. My friends, it's Christ in you, and it's you in Christ. 
that's what the whole anointed in the appointed podcast is. It's encouraging you to step up and to step out and to be the answer because you carry the answer. No more shyness, no more backing into the shadows of darkness thinking, I don't have what it takes. That's a lie from the pit of hell, my friends. You do because you have Christ in you. My friends, that was the Anointed and the Appointed Podcast with your host, Nathan Gasford. Get this out there on the airways. Share it with a friend. Bring the encouragement that they need. Bring that swift kicked in the rear end so we can get out there and we can get the the work done for Jesus. Thank you. Tune in next time to the Anointed and the Appointed Podcast with your host, Nathan Gasford. We'll be looking at week six of Faith Foundations. Thank you so much, my friends. Have a wonderful day, my friends.